Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. again everybody my name is Jim Burns and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing a young lady named Felicia Stubblefield. She's a Houston Texas native and is currently pursuing a bachelor's degree in community health education in California. Her experience with bullying began in the fifth grade and at 31 is still recovering from post-adult bullying syndrome a condition which is the result of long-term abuse. As part of this condition, she developed trichotillomania, which is basically the pulling of one's own hair, which she did for 18 years. The good news is she hasn't pulled her hair in months, and she continues on her journey toward full recovery. Her goal is to use her story to help others and to educate and com- uh, educate communities about the dangers of bullying and why we all need to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. I think everyone will enjoy her story of faith and hope as she continues to heal from the scars of bullying. Hi, Felicia. Welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. Oh, hello, James. Um, I'm, it's really a pleasure to be on your show today. You know, I'm, I'm really thrilled to have you. Uh, I, I truly am. I, I run across uh, folks who have had difficulty with bullying, difficulty with uh, folks, relationships, and so on. And, the, you know, from what I've read about you and some of the things that that you've been able to do and the direction that you're going, it, it's so admirable. And I'm just thrilled to be able to talk to you about it. Let me ask you a question. When did, when did the bullying start with you? What, what started it? Was it when you were in school or when you were um, in college or w- what age were you when bullying started? Okay. The age I was, was I was 11 years old and I was um, starting fifth grade, which is like the last year of elementary school. 
um, before before then, uh, before that, like in previous grades, I was not bullied, but I was more invisible. I was more ignored. And then all of a sudden, when I got to fifth grade, um, there was one main guy that was bullying me, calling me names like monkey on a stick and ugly and all these other names. And then his followers would join in. And that's how the bullying started. And I couldn't understand why I was being targeted for bullying. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people try to figure that out. Like, what is the reason for people picking on me? And And I've often said that bullying occurs because of weakness and difference. And sometimes, you know, we don't see ourselves as weak and we don't see ourselves as different. And we kind of wonder, what is it? What is it that causes, you know, this problem? Now, some of the difficulties that you've had that you've had seem to follow you into adulthood. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's right. Um, I've suffered what you considered um, the bullying survival syndrome or post-adult bullying syndrome. Um, That's Mm -hmm. when after you get out of high school, you get out of the environment, which is toxic and abusive. And and then you're and then you go into a different environment and it's not and the same thing is not happening to you, but you're still reliving those moments like you're Mm -hmm. reliving that those past events in your head, but the events are not happening in your current reality, but they happened in your past reality because I felt like I, um, so looking back, I realized it was because I didn't, I needed to work through those issues. I needed to heal. There was something in myself that I needed to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 Probably what they might call that condition today would would be, um, and uh, you know I I have yet in in all my years in bullying and working with kids, um, and working with folks who have been bullied, the term post adult bullying syndrome never came up, uh, and this is what has come up is post traumatic stress disorder. Uh, where they've uh, they are uh, traumatized from the events of their past, uh, but that's the first time the post adult bullying syndrome. It's the first time I've heard it, and it's and it's very interesting, uh, and it, it's basically very similar to post traumatic stress disorder. I know myself. I mean, I I teach a course in um, the brain and learning, and one of the things that I've learned in the course is the um, the brain cannot tell real from imagined. So all the brain has to do is think about what happened, what, what happened to the person, and the person automatically starts to relive the event again. Is that something that happened to you? Um, yes, that would happen to me, like, especially um, after I left that toxic high school. And I, on my senior year, I left the toxic high school that I was in, that I was being bullied since, like, um, elementary, because the, because the, my peers from elementary and middle school went to, most of them went to my same high school. So the bullying followed me from elementary, middle, and high school. And then, 
Um, and then so when my senior year of high school came, I had I had asked my mother and convinced my mother to put me in a different high school my senior year because I got tired of the bullying and she did. And then that was like and when I first started entering the 12th grade, it was my first time not experiencing any bullying, no name calling. And I kept waiting for people to call me out my name and and, you know, say mean things to me. And that whole year, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And it was almost surprising to you. Was that was that surprising? Yes. And I would keep talking about that event over and over to my friend. And one of my friends would be like, why are you talk? Why are you talking about it? That's the past. You need to get over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting, like you were almost waiting for like another shoe to drop in the new environment you were in and it didn't happen. But you were still affected by the events from fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade and on. And right. it, it'd be difficult for you to manage, you know, even though you weren't being bullied, you were still reliving some of those events mentally. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Now, did you, were you experiencing any anxiety or anything? Do you, have you have you experienced anxiety now, or had you had it uh, um, after you got out of high school? Um, uh, yes, I did. Um, so when I was, so my anxiety started when I was like in sixth grade, like middle school. So this was a year after the bullying started, um, but the bullying started intensifying to the point where. Um, cause I was, cause I wasn't well liked in school for some reason. I don't know why, um, I was considered retarded. Um, pe- my peers would spread all kinds of false rumors about me, all these crude rumors about me. And, uh, and also I, and also, um, so every day when I would go to the bus stop, you know, like like public school kids, they walk to the bus stop to get on the bus to go to school. So and so the bullying would mostly happen there also as well as the school. But the main issue with bullying was there because it's like straight up in your face. And and I was having so much anxiety from it. Like it was like my body was in um, fight or flight mode every single day. It was like every single day, every time I woke up to go to school, it was like fight or flight mode every single day. And I, and looking back, I realized that's what, that was the onset of my hair pulling in addition to puberty on top of that. So my compulsive hair pulling intensified, started and intensified all through middle school and high school. Um, and that and and I believe the compulsive hair pulling was helping me um, numb, numb and deal with my anxiety. So while I was when I was pulling my hair, um, I felt numbed from the bullying because 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 of the the effects the bullying had. Like when I first when I first started being bullied, I started having more and more anxiety because. I kept because it was like I was anticipating it it's like when someone 
it's like when someone punches you in your face and and then and then when they and then they come around you again and they come at you the same way and you're waiting for them to punch you again and it's like you're anticipating them to punch you again that's what was happening to me mm. you were waiting for something to happen right you were you were waiting for something you know, like bad to happen to you now w- when you think about it you, you got bullied in, in fifth grade up through the uh, 11th grade or 12th grade what are some of the things that continued into adulthood and ex- explain for us uh, the condition trichotillomania i think our listeners would like to hear about this okay so um trichotillomania is um, it is like a sub OCD ish um, condition. It's a compulsive hair, com- hair uh, a compulsive hair pulling condition. It is, um, and compulsive hair pulling. It can be similar to self injury or um, anorexia or bulimia, depending on how you want to dress it up. But basically, um, the compulsive hair pullings started with me because of the trauma, which was the bullying, as well as the anxiety that came with it. The It was like the anxiety and the bullying, it kind of intensified in my brain and, and my, and it caused my, it felt, I'm trying to find a way to explain this, but it was, it was something that I couldn't explain. I didn't know how to explain my feelings at that, at at the age of like 12 and 13, I felt like I wasn't allowed to express myself. Um, I felt like people just didn't care about me. And, and even my parents, they try to stop the bullying, but they were also shut, shut down and shut out as well. And I was blamed for the bullying. Mm. How, how long did you pull your hair? How many years did you do that? Um, I, I pulled my hair out for 18 years and, and this year, um, for a few months is the first year I completely stopped pulling my hair for months. Mm -hmm. And so my hair is growing, um, and thriving completely now. Um, and, and the reason why I feel like I've stopped completely and I have not pulled my hair out since May. May of this year, and it's December 2019. And, and, um, earlier this year, um, starting back in January, I started doing like this inner child healing work on myself because I got tired of reliving that trauma and I got tired. I wanted to move on with my life. I wanted to move on to the next stage of my life and I wanted to master the past before I go on to another part of my life. So I decided to face whatever anxieties I had, whatever hurts that I was going through during that time I was bullied. And I had to allow myself to feel all of those traumatic feelings I had when I was being bullied. Um, And I kept bringing back those, the people that bullied me and what they did to me and how that made me feel. And I felt all of those feelings. And those feelings were, and it felt like I numbed all of those feelings by pulling out my hair. That's how I was able to survive. Um, I think 
I know like some some kids would commit suicide, but I think the reason why I didn't commit suicide was because of my hair pulling. So if I didn't have, if I did not pull my hair out to deal with the things that I was dealing with, I probably would have just committed suicide, you know? (laughs) So the, the hair pulling was your way of managing the intense anxiety and the trauma from the past bullying. Right. And did did you feel like when you were pulling your, did you notice like when you pulled your hair out? And I've got to ask you because I'm just so unfamiliar with it. Did your, did it hurt when you did it? Or is this something that just you, you do? And because you, the pain, because of the pain, you, you almost have, uh, the pain, the 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 morphines that your body give off kill the emotional pain as well. I think that I think I'm saying that right. Well, um, when I was pulling my hair out, um, surprisingly, I I was not experiencing any kind of pain whatsoever. But um, that's weird because I think because I was I was so much in emotional pain that when I was pulling my hair. Um, I didn't feel that kind of pain, but when, but now uh, when I brush my hair and, you know, accidentally, like as I'm brushing my hair, a hair would be pulled out and that would hurt, you know, it would hurt and I would be like, ow, right? But those years ago when I was compulsively pulling out my hair, it would not hurt. Like I would not feel any pain. But now, like if I were to pull my hair out now, I will feel pain and I would be like, ow, ow. I think it was because um, the emotional pain I felt um, and that that emotional pain I felt, I was trying to numb it all down by destructive behaviors. It seemed mm-hmm. like it was um, it was more subconscious, if, if that makes sense, because um, it's like my body was taking so my body was taking in so much that it couldn't, it couldn't deal with. It was like, it was like, um, people, it's like, um, you're just throwing, you're throwing things away in the trash, in a trash bag. And even though the trash bag is full, um, people still keep throwing trash at you and stuff. And it's like constantly overflowing. Like that was what, that was what bullying did to me. And, and that was, what um so that was why I wasn't really feeling any physical pain when I was pulling my hair out because I was in emotional and mental pain that maybe I wasn't paying attention to my physical pain because I felt like I was out of my body I wasn't paying attention to myself um I did not like myself I didn't pay attention to myself I didn't pay attention to um, my habits. It felt like I was outside of my body. It felt like I wasn't myself. I didn't know who I was. It was like I was someone else, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes, it does. That that makes total sense. I mean, the it's almost like you're grateful now that it does hurt when you pull your hair out because you weren't recognizing the pain from pulling your hair out when you were doing it as part of a condition. Now it's like, hey, this 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 doesn't work. I got that. That's that's very interesting, Felicia. You know, what are some of the steps you took to heal? Uh, what are some of the things that you're doing now and that you continue to do? 
Okay, well, um, what I wanted to say to everyone out there, um, if you want to heal, like there's there's no magic pill. Um, there's really no magic 10 steps or um, there's really no um, there's really no assigned um, specific steps to do because there's various things that you can do to heal. And one of those things I did was inner child healing because I had to recognize the child within because I was a child when I was being bullied. And when while I was being bullied, I didn't have the luxury to pay attention to my feelings, my needs. Um, that's why when, when people kept throwing, it's like people kept throwing things in the trash and and even though the trash is full, people still keep throwing things at you and it's it's overflowing flowing and that causes like a massive destruction of, of your body too. <laughs> well explain a little bit more about about some of the inner child healing that you're doing right now. Well, I I've been actually I've been doing this for months. Um this process actually took took months to do. Um, this is not even a, it, it's not a quick fix. It's not, um, what I did was I, I recognize the, the child I had to envision, go back to, it was like, I had the time travel in my mind, go back to that trauma, uh, of that age where I was being bullied and then, and then, and then examine the, the the ages of what I was going through that time when I was being bullied and give that child love and compassion and respect that it deserves. And um, I've also apologized to myself for not being able to stand up for myself and um, for not being, for not being liked, for not feeling like I was wanted for de- and I've apologized to myself for depriving myself of healthy relationships because of what you you're going through right now as I'm as I went back I went back in time in my mind it's like tr- time traveling and it's like you're you as an adult standing beside the the child that you were those years ago and you're you're talking to to yourself as that little child and you're apologizing to him or her you're acknowledging their their feelings of what happened to them you're acknowledging what had happened to them and and I kept doing that for months and I kept giving myself the self love that I needed because um, while I was being bullied, like people who are being bullied currently, they don't have the luxury of self-love because they're because it's like when you're being bullied, it's like it's like that trash can analogy that I was telling you about. They don't have the they don't have room to give themselves that self-love that they deserve. So that inner child, the purpose of inner child healing is to. Um, clean up all the trash that's been um, filling up or that's been that's that's left over out out of you to kind of heal to to it's like a clear slate as if the it was as if the bullying never happened because now I feel like the bullying has never happened because of the healing but I know right. that it happened but now I've 
I've learned the lessons that I've need, needed to learn. Like I've learned um, more compassion. I've learned to be considerate and compassionate of other people. And I've also, um, I'm very, very empathetic, meaning I feel other people's pains and sorrows and things like that. Um, and also, um, there is a book that I wanted to suggest to you and some of your listeners out there, and it's called Bullying Scars, The Impact on Adult Life and Relationships by Ellen DeLara. Um, that was the book that I read um, like a few years ago, and and um, the author talked, interviews um, people who were bullied, and they talked about how um, the bullying had the bullying from their childhood affected their uh, relationships like they were in abusive relationships that they couldn't get out of or they didn't get into relationships with people because they didn't trust people. And that and that um, and that's what I went through, like all through my 20s, like I did not really get into any relationships because I felt like it was something blocking me. It was like this bullying trauma was blocking me from getting into relationships because it was like, I'm not good enough. Um, people don't like me because I was constantly told that nobody liked me. Um, nobody wants you. And that really echoed all throughout my early adult life, like all through my twenties. And that's what real, I was really, I was really depressed, really depressed. And I and I couldn't, I had no motivation at all. Like when I was in school in my early 20s, I had no motivation in college at all. Um, I felt, so I dropped out of college because I just couldn't, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't, I couldn't think because I was so, it was like that trauma was blocking me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Basically, you had to go back and parent yourself as a child. Right. And you had you had, to, you had to use some really good parenting skills and you had to take care of that little girl that was bullied and make sure that someone stood up for her. And I think that's that is tremendous, tremendous work that that you're doing and that you have done uh, to help overcome some of these things, uh, because not everyone has this type of insight. To, to try and figure it out. Sometimes people, even though they're in pain, you know, somebody could be overweight and know that it's killing them, but they don't have uh, the, they don't have the desire. It's, it's almost as if they, you can become lazy emotionally and not even care for yourself. And what you've done takes a lot of work. And a lot of times people don't want to put that work in. They right. would either, they would want to feel sorry for themselves and they would want to come up with a million excuses as to why they're doing what they're doing, which could be inappropriate. And they'll use their upbringing and their circumstances as a reason why. And the work you're doing, everyone should be hearing this. And I'm thrilled that we're doing this interview because this is the stuff that people need to hear in terms of healing. And you you speak uh, so eloquently uh, about the topic. And I know that you have um, 
And we've spoken, obviously, and you have sent me some notes, obviously. I, you know, I do have some stuff in front of me. Um, but you talk about universal laws, the universal laws of life and how we get out exactly the same as what we put in. How did you discover this? How did you discover that? Well, um, ba- basically, um, how I discovered this is um, I I basically uh, went on like a self-discovery journey. So I started um, going to therapy. I would go to therapy. I would go to psychiatrists, take my medications, and I would also read psychology self-help books. And also, um, for for the last three years, I would go to a woman's support group, a woman's support group. And mm-hmm. and that group really um, that group was pivotal to my healing because that group encouraged me to um, to heal the child, the inner child within for me from for me to heal um that was because that the woman's group the woman's group is consistent of older ladies but um they really helped me um they really acknowledged the hurt i was feeling uh, and um it seems like with bullying it's like it seems like people just don't think it's a big deal it's like it's underestimated or it's ignored somehow and it's like it's it's like it's like a slap on a on a wrist or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And having those female mentors had to be a great a great help to you. You know, who were like who were like your, um, they almost acted like parents for you, and brought you along in terms of the healing. Uh, and, and am I right about that? Uh, yes, sir. You you are correct. Um, what well, what they taught me was um, the the concept of self compassion and self love because um, every single individual should should um, give love to themselves in any any situation, no matter what situation you're going through. So if you don't give yourself the love that you need and deserve. Um, you're always going to feel deprived of everything. You're going to feel deprived of something. And then so when someone, it's like when someone takes a, takes a little dirty rag and, and throw it in your trash can and you have other people doing the same thing. And then, and then, and then you're over, overwhelmed and overflowed. um, It can be hard to, um, get inspired and it can be, mo- it can be hard to get motivated to change. And it can be hard to get inspired because of so much of that, that junk that's been thrown at us that, because we don't know how to, um, how to, um, take, take a baseball bat and, you know, hit, hit it back to home, to home run or whatnot. I hope that analogy makes sense. Yeah. Yes, it does. And you're and what college are you going to right now? Um, California State University. California State. And I, I, I think you shared with me that you're you're looking to get into the health field and the self and the self help field. Am, am I wrong about that? 
Well, um, I, I'm currently majoring in community health education, which is the same as public health. Um, but I also wanted to um, do something in the anti-bullying arena as well. Um, I wanted to give speeches in schools about um, how bullying have an impact on on um, on children as well as adults as well, because I feel like the adult side of it is ignored. Mm-hmm. And I I think that you have a I, I you, you hit hit the nail on the head with that. I don't think that we do enough with the adults who are living with the stuff, the the emotion that you're living with and the trauma, the post-traumatic trauma that you're living with, not enough is being done to help them heal. And uh, I think that the world, the world is waiting for you, Felicia. I think the world's waiting for you to help them do that. And I hope that, that as you go through your, your schooling and your continued healing, that you'll find time to be able to take that mantle and be able to help others. I think it would be a thing to be you have a you have a you have a wonderful message. Uh, thank you, um, um, James Burns. Oh, you're 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 welcome. And it has been my pleasure doing this interview with you. And I've learned an awful lot. And I know my listeners are going to learn an awful lot as well. You had mentioned a book that you read that really helped you. Uh, Would you email the name and the author of that book to me? And I will be sure to put that up on my website, up on uh, the episode description. Yeah, Uh, I can do that. And that'll that'll help out. And um, what we'll do is... um, we will schedule more time uh, as we move forward to do other interviews as you progress in your journey and you continue to heal. Okay? Okay, that would be awesome. But thank you this evening for, uh, well, thank you for the interview. Uh, and it is this evening. And I, I was just so thrilled to speak with you. And I'm so happy that you reached out to me. Oh, you you welcome. Um, I really appreciate you um, bringing me onto your show to um, bring light to this. It, hey, you know what? I, I may have brought you on the show, but you were the show, and I and I appreciate all of the knowledge that you uh, that you let uh, my listeners uh, hear about you, how, how you let, you really explained yourself well. I mean, I can't say enough about it. And I thank you for that, Felicia. Um, You're welcome. Um, No problem. It was a great pleasure. The pleasure was all mine, and and we'll talk again, okay? Uh, Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good night now. Good night. That was Felicia Stubblefield with her story that... uh, about bullying and how it continues to impact her moving forward. And there's a lot of people that have this problem and it doesn't get spoken about enough as, as we talked about in the podcast. And if you are hurting, if you're an adult and you believe that you are hurting from bullying, please contact me. 
You can contact me through the website at uh, bullyproofclassroom.com. I encourage everyone to go there anyway for products, information, and uh, also with um, for uh, some online courses. So I encourage you to go there. I also encourage you to read the book that I'm going to be putting up on my uh, in the episode description that Felicia recommended. Uh, that's that helped her quite a bit. And also, please, there's a donate button there. If, in fact, you have the time uh, and you have, you know, one dollar, two dollars, please. The podcast doesn't run on its own. It needs help. It always needs support. So I ask you to become a, a supporter of the podcast. Once again, Therese, uh, Felicia Stubblefield, terrific job, uh, Felicia. And we're going to have her back for other interviews as well. Uh, as she progresses in her um, recovery from uh, childhood bullying. And there's a lot of people that that go through this, and a lot of adults who are suffering the uh, long-term effects of childhood bullying. So if you'd like to discuss anything like that on this show, you can drop me a line right through the uh, website, and uh, I will get back to you. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. We have the Christmas holidays coming up, and we also have Hanukkah. That's coming up. Uh, that's right, right around Christmas this year. And I wish all my listeners a great holiday season. I am in New Jersey, and it's a little cloudy here right now, but that's okay because. As I always say, the weather could be cloudy, the weather could be sunny, but we all carry our own weather around with us. I'll see you guys next week. It's been a great year. It really has with the podcasting. I'm probably going to do a show before New Year's, but this has been a terrific year, and I thank all my listeners for their support and and for their willingness their willingness to take the time to listen to this podcast once again my name is jim burns and thank you for listening to anti-bullying 101